You're listening to the DolphinsTalk.com Podcast Network. Hey, Dolphins, this is Michael Fink with the uh, FinFans Podcast. Each week we come to you and bring you our opinions on what's going on within the Dolphins organization. During the season, you'll hear two shows each week where we review and preview each game. We shoot straight from the hip and have fun in doing so. We'd like to thank both the Dolphins Talk Network and the Pigskin Podcast Network for their support. Uh, Make sure to check them out. Please leave us a review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you may listen to your podcasts. Please make sure to follow the show. That way you'll know when a new one comes out. It's truly appreciated. All right, let's uh, kick off today's show. All right, it's another podcast, a day after the trade deadline. Dolphins uh, were active yesterday. They they, uh, traded for Bradley Chubb and uh, running back Jeff Wilson Jr. Pretty excited about those moves. How are you feeling about it, Ryan? You know, I love it. I think this offense, you know, earlier this season, we wanted to talk about them being a run-first offense. Hasn't really been the case. You're bringing in a guy who has experience with both McDaniel and this offense. Only going to make it better, and pass rush has been a big issue for us. So what do you do? You go get one of the best pass rushers out there. Daniel? Yeah, so he is Bradley Chubb, I'm spot. I'm speaking of. And hello, Finn fans. Uh, glad to be with you. Very exciting trade deadline day for us as a team. The Bradley Chubb move, I love it. Obviously, we gave up a 23 first, but we're not going to find a guy like him at the back end of the first round, which is where we were going to be picking. He's rated third in the league this year in pressure win rate at 27%. And that's huge because he's only behind two guys on the season. Micah Parsons is a 32% win rate and Miles Garrett is a 30% win rate. So Bradley Chubb being at 27% is going to do wonders for our defense. It's going to help our back end guys a lot, which we know they need some help. And it's going to make us not have to blitz so much. Jalen Phillips win rate has to be up there too. So Miami is one of only two teams in the NFL who have two guys with top 10 win rates now. So Jalen Phillips is at 23%. He's tied for ninth. And Bradley Chubb is at third at 27%. The only other team with two guys in the top 10 at that win rate pressure is Philadelphia. So right up there with Philadelphia now. Yep. Yep. Impressive stuff. Hopefully it works out. <laughs> yeah. And I think it will. I, this shows that we are all in on this season. I'm, I'm Oh, no doubt. And it. it also says something else. It says that they really do believe two is the answer. Absolutely. Yep. And I because think if you don't, you've been you don't trade those picks unless you, you have a firm belief that he's your guy. Absolutely. And I think that if you've been watching the games uh, as a fan, you kind of started to believe that as well. You think so? I do. You think yeah. everybody that didn't like Tua now all of a sudden likes him? No. No, I'm, oh. not saying, I'm not saying everybody that didn't like him. But as a fan, if you've been watching, uh, if you've been watching every snap, you have seen uh, a massive leap from Tua. Yeah, and, yeah. And you see it in the stat sheets and in the QBR and all that stuff too. That last game he played was extraordinary. So yeah, yeah. You know, it, it's encouraging. It really is encouraging. And Tyree Kill, I mean, you just can't say enough about that guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And one of my favorite analysts, Dan Orlovsky, who has pounded the drum. Oh for yeah, Tua, he's he, he's he's a drum he's, pounder for he sure. He said that uh, this week's tape to his tape last week was obnoxious. Is the word he used for it, and it and it really was. He was outstanding. Yeah, he was. That was, like I said, by far the best I've ever seen him play. Yeah. 
if he can, you know, stay close to that, then he is a franchise quarterback. And, uh, you know, we can say our, our prayers have finally been answered, but, you know, that has to happen on the field. And so far, so good. He's having a great season. And for anybody who's listening but didn't actually see the compensation, we traded San Francisco's first rounder in 23. We Ouch. traded a 24 second rounder uh, and Chase Edmonds to the Broncos for a 25 fifth rounder and Bradley Chubb. And then what we did is we turned and flipped that 25 fifth rounder to San Francisco for Jeff Wilson, which is another move that I absolutely love. And I'll touch base on that later. I like it too, and I like it because it gives us what we haven't had, and that's a back to compliment uh, monster. Absolutely. So we'll see how it goes. You know, I mean, these guys have to hit the field and produce, but uh, I like the direction they're going, and I, I appreciate the fact that they are trying their best to give us a competitive roster, and that's really all you can ask for. Now, uh, Daniel, you were going to talk about the Dolphins' offense versus the Bears' defense. What do you see uh, this come? You know, what do you see coming this Sunday? Well, let me give you a couple of stats real fast and kind of go from there on it. Right now, uh, Miami's averaging twenty-two point three points per game. Chicago's given up twenty-two point six. So uh, <laughs> those numbers line up really well. So you, in my mind, you got to expect at least twenty-three points right off the bat. And you see a quarterback who is continuing to impress, uh, take giant leaps into a tongue of Iloa going into Chicago. Uh, and it's going to be nice weather in Chicago. So we don't have any of those cold weather pundits saying, you know, he can't win in cold weather this weekend. And you got a couple of receivers who are playing out of their minds, right? And Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill, uh, best wide receiver combined receiving yards through eight games on a season in NFL history through eight games. So I know that I've been talking about how we have to start with the run game. Uh, I said it last week, even though, you know, you and Lou said it's going to start with the passing game. Uh, and, and I think that it's going to, it's going to be a lot more pass focused than it has than as it has been rather than run focused, even though we've got another guy coming in who can plug and play in Jeff Wilson. I think that Daniel, the thing is, with with our offense, right? With these two speed receivers, they need the middle of the field. Okay. Absolutely. And that means that those linebackers have to be influenced. Now, whether you're doing that with Tua's eyes or you're doing that with an effective running game and play action, whatever it is that you're doing, that that's the goal. You have to get those linebackers to not drop. Well, that's one of the beautiful things about what Tua has been doing so far this this season is using his eyes to be able to manipulate defenders. But it's also one of the beautiful things about this game because we're going into Chicago and playing the Bears without Roquan Smith. Yeah. They're all pro middle linebacker that they just traded to Baltimore. Yeah. Roquan Smith had 52 solo tackles on the year. He had two and a half sacks. He had two INTs on the season as a middle linebacker. So that guy in the middle of the field that they were looking to to be a game changer for them is no longer there. And they are going to have to get minutes provided by somebody who is not nearly the same caliber. And we're going to be able to take, uh, take advantage of that. I think we are going to have an effective run game. I think that continues to grow as the season progresses. And I think that we are going to do just enough to be able to influence those linebackers and bring them forward, too, is going to have a field day. You think so, huh? I do. Yeah, I do. I think he's going to have a field day. 
the strength of their defense is their secondary. They do have a really good secondary. They have a safety named Eddie Jackson who plays at a high level every game, every year. He's got four INTs on the season already. They got a couple of cornerbacks who are actually, you know, they're no-name guys that you don't really know, but they're playing well as well in Kendall Vidor and Kyler Gordon. I would expect these guys to be struggling against us in man coverage, though, because I don't know if you know this or not, but last week, Tua had a perfect passer rating against man coverage, and it's the first time it's been done all season. So that yeah. he continues to excel with these receivers in man coverage, and I don't expect to see anything less this year or this week in Chicago. Okay. Um, all right. Before we uh, you know, turn around on the ball, we're going to uh, – play at DraftKings spot and uh, we'll be right back I'm taking Tyreek <laughs> <laughs> your kickers lining up for an onside kick the chances of regaining possession are slim the stakes are high and the tension is higher your pulse racing he kicks and you watch as the ball ends well make every play feel this exciting with DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner in the NFL and their unbeatable offers Right now, new customers can make any $5 NFL bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Now check this out. In addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Now to make things even sweeter, uh, you can throw down on stepped-up same-game parlays once per game day all season long. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TPPN to get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Just place a $5 bet on any football game, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, using code TPPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. All right, Ryan, why don't you talk about the opposite side of the ball? So the Chicago offense. Versus our defense. Yes. So... As we pointed out already, we kind of addressed something that was wrong with the Miami defense, and that was our pass rush. Uh, we were 25th coming into this week in QB sacks in the NFL. Adding Bradley Chubb, going to make a big difference. And then you also have to factor in that the Chicago Bears are not the best offensive line in the league. So you got Justin Fields playing quarterback. He's got 58% completion percentage, only seven passing touchdowns through eight games. Um, he's also got three rushing touchdowns, but he's thrown six interceptions. He's been sacked 31 times. So you're talking about an offense that's only getting 150 passing yards per game against our defense. And this is kind of a perfect matchup because we all know that we're hurting on the back end of our defense. So playing a weak passing game is going to help us. On the flip side, though, they have the number one rushing offense in the NFL. They're averaging 35 rushes per game for 188 yards, and that's been mostly off of uh, David Montgomery and Khalil Herbert. Between the two of them, uh, Montgomery's averaging 3.9 yards per carry and 51 yards a game. Herbert's averaging 6.2 yards per carry, which is insane right now, and four touchdowns again. Or four touchdowns total. So, yeah, he's, I mean, this guy is really taking over. He's really doing well. And they are, you know, it's going to be a tough one for our defense. Although we also do have the number six uh, rushing defense in the NFL. So we're only giving up 100 yards a game. Yeah, and then, it's going to be a yeah, contest of wills there. It will be. 
so the big thing for them is they just acquired Chase Claypool. You know, we're talking over here. We just got Nick Chubb. We got Jeff Wilson. Well, their big signing was Chase Claypool uh, from Pittsburgh. And I think they gave up a second round draft pick for him, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. So now you got Justin Herbert throwing to, you know, all-star, I guess you could call all-star wide receiving of, Dar- of Darnell Moody, Chase Claypool, and Keel Harry, Equiminius St. Brown, and Dante Pettis. Justin Fields, of course, is what you meant. Yeah. Justin Herbert refacing like week 13. But yeah, yeah, sorry. <laughs> wrong, wrong Justin there. That's okay. <laughs> Giving him a little too much credit. <laughs> Just a wee bit. It's hard, hard to play from the other coast, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, they're they're not super stacked in the passing game. Their best wide receiver has been Darnell Moody, and he has no touchdown receptions this year. He's averaging 45 yards per game. One place where we are kind of weak is tight ends. Uh, we do not cover the tight ends as well as we have in the past, and they've got Cole Komet, who is uh, playing pretty well. 19.9 yards per game, but again, only one touchdown. So I don't think there's too much for us to worry about. It's mostly going to be between Montgomery, Herbert, and then Justin Fields running the ball because he's got 424 rushing yards this year, 5.6 yards per carry, but he also has six fumbles, which is going to be huge for our defense. We really need to start getting turnovers and adding Bradley Chubb, with Jalen Phillips, with Christian Wilkins, with Ogba, with Sealer, you know, they're going to have a, f- a field day out there going up here, against this. Here's the question that uh, Boyer has to answer. Are you going to play a zone defense or a man defense? And uh, the reason I say that is because, you know, with the threat of the quarterback running, if you're running a zone, you see it. If you're mm-hmm. running man, you don't. Your back's to it. Correct. Now, you could always, yeah. uh, you could always have Jerome Baker and there's a spy also. Just let right. him sit back, watch Fields, and see what he does. The big thing for us is, do you know who the leading scorer for the Bears is right now? No. It is Cairo Santos, their kicker, and it is by a long shot that he is their mm-hmm. leading scorer. He scored 31 points this, this season. So other than that, you know, they're, they're really not a good, powerful offense. We've got a defense that's hurt on the back end. I think this is going to be a, a confidence builder for our defense. We're going to come in, we're going to set the standard, and you know, like Daniel was talking about with our offense, if our defense can just bend, don't break, and let the offense take over, we're going to do just fine. Yeah, the beautiful thing about our defense moving forward, and we'll, it remains to see, be seen how much Bradley Chubbs plays this week, but the beautiful thing is we're gonna, we should be able to get some pressure with, with four-man rushes now. Mm-hmm. And, and not have to play so much of that zero coverage and leave our cornerbacks on, on an island. Uh, I think you're right, Mike. I think we see more zone this week, and and we have seen some as the year progresses. Obviously, I think we see more because we don't want Fields to beat us with his legs. He's he's done a really good job there. Uh, they did just put up 33 points on New England on Monday Night Football a couple of mm-hmm. weeks ago, so they are capable. And they look doing good in it. doing it. They yeah. did. Uh, they they did specifically in the second half. Uh, I think that they are capable of scoring points. It's going to be uh, really impress, uh, really important for us to get pressure on fields because their offensive line is terrible and he makes mistakes when, when he gets pressured. So uh, that's what I'll be looking for. He makes mistakes, but he also, if he gets outside, he's got 30 rushing touchdowns on the yeah. year. Or yeah. not, sorry, not rushing touchdowns. He's got 30 rushing first downs Yeah, on the year. Yeah, 30 rushing touchdowns is a lot. 
Yeah, especially week Cairo eight. Si- Cairo Santos was the <laughs> leading scorer. Now, 30, 30 rushing first downs. Yeah. The middle of their offensive line is pretty good. Their tackles are weaker. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But you've got, again, Christian Wilkins, Raekwon Davis. you got uh, Zach Sealer for our middle. So yep. we're not exactly slouching in the middle either. Exactly. It's going to be a battle. It is. It's going to be a fun game. It's going to be, I think, an old school game. A lot of running the ball. And I think we're going to win. Yeah. I love it. So you both have us uh, winning, huh? I, I do. do. Yeah. Yeah. What's your, what's your prediction? What, well, how's it going to come about? I'm going to say 31 to 10. And it's going to be one of those things. They, they cannot score in the red zone. They're 23rd in the NFL. I think our defense is going to bend, don't break, and I think our offense is going to take advantage of short fields when Justin Fields makes mistakes. I love it. I have us winning by 14. I think that maybe they can get into the end zone one additional time. Mm -hmm. Uh, I do see us also scoring 31 points, and I got it 31-17. Interesting. So you both think uh, 31, huh? Yes. Mm -hmm. That's a high number for me. Uh, I I think Miami will win. I don't think it's going to be an easy game. Uh, but I think they're the better team, and I think that, uh, you know, it's really a matter of what kind of offense you want to play against them, and, uh, you know, I don't know how much they're going to want to run because, uh, you know, th- their lines are pretty good. Mm-hmm. So you, you may want to throw the ball, uh, you know, in this game a little more than you'd like to. Well, it's also going to be a question of who plays left guard for us. Where does yep. Austin Jackson come back to? You know, I think uh, the guy they tried playing at right tackle. Back. I don't think he's going to play this week, Jackson. Uh, maybe not. But even when he does come back eventually, the guy that, you know, is filled in for him at right tackle hasn't been terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Brandon Shell has been really good. Yeah. Four pressures on – he's only given up four pressures. I don't remember the number of pass I think it was one QB hit. Yeah. Yeah. Four pressures, one hit on, on a bunch. Of, I don't remember the snap percentage mm-hmm. now. He's got like a 97.2 efficiency rating. He's been playing really well. Yeah, no, yeah, he has. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just wonder if Jackson's getting his job back. Well, now with Eichenberg being out, and they haven't been quick to put Dieter on the field, so perhaps kick, uh, kick Jackson over to left guard and see what he can do there between between you know two really solid offensive linemen. Yep, you could. I mean, they got options. Yeah. So we'll we'll see how they how they do it. Did you give us a final score, Mike? I didn't. Um, I'm, I'm thinking uh, something in the neighborhood of uh, 24-17, 24-20, something like that. Okay. Tight tight game, close in yeah. the fourth quarter. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Okay. I, I think Miami will win it. I do, but I don't think it's going to be an easy game. We'll see. Those road games turn on you quick, so, you know, you got to be ready for that. And uh, so far, so good. You know, they've done okay. Yeah. Daniel, you had a last word. I do, and I want to start this by giving mad props to Chris Greer. I know by now, if uh, you're on social medias at all, you have seen the the graphic that shows what we turned, what we used the first round picks that we got in the Trey Lance trade down with San Francisco to go and get. Uh, you know, in 21, we got Jalen Waddell. In 22, we traded the first with other picks to get Tyreek Hill. And now we trade that 23 and others to get Bradley Chubb. So I just wanted to give mad props to Chris Greer. But I think that the move that we may overlook here, and this is what I want to pound the table on for the last word, is the Jeff Wilson signing, the Jeff Wilson trade. 
I agree with you. I want to just make sure that I give you a couple of key points on Jeff Wilson that in four games started weeks two through uh, two, three, four, five, before Christian McCaffrey went to San Francisco, he totaled uh, 16 carries per game over those four games, 5.4 yards per carry. And he totaled over 100 yards combined rushing and receiving in three of those four games. I want to make sure that I point out that he's averaging 5.1 yards per carry on the season. I also want to point out that he is very well versed with Mike McDaniel and the offense because that's where Mike McDaniel comes well, listen, from. If it wasn't for McDaniel, he wouldn't be here. So, and here's, here's, that's exactly my next point. Um, there's a couple of things I wanted to, to point out um, that McDaniel has said and done. So McDaniel actually flew down on vacation to North Texas to work out Jeff, uh, Jeff Wilson before the NFL combine and the NFL draft and everything like that. Here's, here's some words directly from coach McDaniel. I think you guys can see it early and often. We call it shoulder punch, but when a defender is trying to tackle you, you see extra energy and juice. Hey, the offense feels it. When you give him a carry, you're not only getting yards because he's breathing life into the offense and the defense and the special teams. He's a guy that was undrafted and wears it on his sleeve. So he is a team guy that McDaniel already knows and loves. Uh, I want to give you one quote real fast from uh, Kyle Shanahan. And he said, Jeff is one of my favorite players we've ever had, not just here but anywhere. And that just speaks to the type of guy Jeff Wilson is. But additionally, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you what is going to happen with Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson now as a one, two punch. I believe that we have a top three, one, two punch in the AFC now with these two guys, maybe not the number one guy, but as a one, two punch in the AFC, I think we have one of the top three. The only one I can really think of off the top of my head is Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. The rest of these teams have a number one, but not a number two. That's going to do what these guys are going to do in this scheme. Right now, we only rush for 88.1 yards per game. I predict that that number is going to jump by 25 yards a game by the end of the season. That's going to give us 103 yards per game, which will put us, uh, it won't put us too much higher. Right now we're 28th. That'll put us in the, the early 20s as far as rushing yards per game. But I want to tell you what it's going to do otherwise. Right now, we average 22.3 points per game. Being able to run the ball, being more efficient in the passing game than we already are, is going to jump us three points per game this season, which is going to put us in the top six at 25.3 points per game. It's additionally going to keep the the offenses of the other teams off the field. So I, Miami averages 24 points per game given up right now. I think that number falls to 21 or below, which puts us in the top 15 in the NFL for defense. What you guys are going to see is us jump from, what's the number right now? We are currently seventh at 380.6 yards per game. That's going to jump us up to 400 or 440 three something and we're going to be in the top three in yards per game by the end of the season guys this move and compared with the and combined with the bradley chubb move is going to make us one of the most difficult teams to beat in the nfl and i'm putting my stamp on it now Okay, the, the views expressed herein are not those of staff or management just <laughs> be sure of that okay i'm telling you this is 
this one-two punch at running back, guys who know the scheme, look, look, Raheem Mostert's averaging like 4.9 yards per carry in the last couple of games in this scheme. You've seen what Edmonds was not able to do, and we've seen what Jeff Wilson did in San Francisco in the carry. He, 11% of his carries go for 10 yards or more. That's career. That's not just this season. That's in his career. You put him in this offense with an effective Tua, Tyreek Hill, and Jalen Waddell, and Raheem Mostert, man, look, I I think that we are going to be really, really hard to beat. Uh, I'm not going to predict our final schedule right now, final record. That's for another show. But uh, look out, because this offense is about to take off and be exactly what McDaniel wanted it to be with an effective running game from two different angles. If you watch yep. all 22 tape, Edmonds, there were several plays where it's like if he just made one move, he could have had a long run, most times scored a touchdown. Wilson is not going to miss that. Exactly. Yep. This this guy's played in a backfield with Mostert before. They've complimented each other before. It works. We are going to be we're going to be a top 5 offense by the time this season's over with. And you know All right, you you guys sound very positive about this uh running let's back. Go. Well, hey, if you can run the ball, you can win playoff games. Yep. Oh, I agree with that. Uh, not only that, but you can win in the cold weather. Yep. Yep. Uh which is, you know, a problem that we've had. So, you know, it, that hopefully will help that. So we'll see. Um, Just for a quick point, over the last three games, we've averaged 435 yards a game. You're killing me with numbers. That's crazy. <laughs> that is, is a lot. This is Miami we're talking about. What's uh, so surprising about that? Uh, uh, just the history, right? You talk to people, Miami's not going to win anything they haven't in so long. Miami can't win in cold weather because they haven't for so long. Well, this is not the Dolphins that we have known for the last two decades. This team is new. This team is different. And this team, I'm telling you, we're going to be really hard to beat, cold weather or not. Well, I think we're already hard to beat. I mean, I don't think teams beat us easily, right? No, I'm just saying. <laughs> You're right. I, we are hard to beat right now. We but have been. As we this, have been. As this running game takes off like I think it's going to, Man, it's just going to make everything more efficient. It's going to make Tua even better. And, and it's going to keep opposing offenses off the field. And it's going to make us even harder to beat. What it's going to do is keep the linebackers not knowing where the hell to go. Mm-hmm. That's, these, that's really the key. Yeah, these moves were made for a specific reason. And that reason is to counter Josh Allen, counter Pat yeah. Mahomes, counter Lamar Jackson. You know, you have all these top-ranked QBs in the AFC, and we're going to compete with them. Yes, sir. I, I, think, I think you're right. I mean, I think we can, and I think we have. Um, you know, we did beat Buffalo. And, we did. Uh, granted, it was a rough game, and, and maybe we were lucky to win it, but we won it. And we beat Baltimore. And we yep. beat Baltimore, and same thing applies there. They're, they're competing against the better teams. Now, yep. they're not winning beauty points, but they are competing, and, and they're winning. Yeah. So that's the name of the game. It doesn't matter. You know, they don't award uh, special medals if you, if you looked great doing it. All that matters is, is that you have one more point than the other team when the game ends. Yep. So, Last thing I wanted to say is if you're listening to this on your favorite podcasting app, please leave us a comment. Tell us what you think of these moves. What do you think Chubb and Wilson Jr. are going to add to the team? Well, Daniel, they'll be able to tell us because uh, during the bye week, we're going to do a, a show on YouTube. Love it. 
And those that listen to us regularly are, are certainly uh, welcome to submit questions or uh, uh, just add anything they'd like to add to the show. Yeah, I love it. Super excited for that. So that'll be fun. Um, with that said, I don't have anything else for today. I mean, I, I you know, it's it's a short show because the Bears just quite honestly aren't a great team. Not a lot to talk about where the Bears are concerned, but uh, I do think it'll be a physical game. I think it'll be a tough game just because it's a road game. And, and you know, it's always tough to play um, in the NFC, you know, the North and uh, the black and blue division, right? Yeah. What used to, yeah. what used to be. Yeah. So. And it's an exciting game for me because if, if you've been listening for any length of time, you know I'm from Central Iowa. Central Iowa Dolphins Where are you fans from, unite. <laughs> Des Moines, Iowa, unite. Let's go. And I'm making the six-hour trip over to Chicago. I'll be in attendance for Bradley Chubb's first game in a Dolphins uniform. I'll That's be awesome. there to watch us stomp the Bears at Soldier Field. So if you're listening and you're going to the game, I'd love to meet up with some fellow Finn fans. Reach out to me at DanimalAF on Twitter. Let's connect. Let's, uh, let's watch them Finns rough up the Bears in Chicago. All right. Well, that's going to be it for this afternoon. Thanks for joining me, guys. Absolutely. Yep. And uh, good luck to everybody staying healthy this weekend. That's really the most important thing because, gosh, we've had some injuries. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's, that's, you know, that's part of the game. Anyway, thanks for joining me and thanks for listening, everybody. And uh, we'll be back after the game to give you our thoughts. Fins up, up, everybody. Fins up. Come on, enthusiastically. Fins up! There you go. Fins up! (laughs) All right. All right, that's today's show. I just want to remind everyone that the Fin Fans podcast is proud to be part of DolphinsTalk.com podcast network and the Pigskin podcast network. Check out these sites, guys. There's lots of podcasts and information there that you'll enjoy. All right, until next time, be well and take care.